Lindsay. What's up? Hey. <laughs> we are coming home from our archery antelope hunt 2022. Unsuccessful, I might add. Unsuccessful it was. Not easy. We put in for sheep and goat, and so we can't. Sheep and moose this year. Or sheep and goat are uh, my goals, but uh, put in for sheep this year, and then you put in for moose, I guess. Right. This year. So in uh, Idaho, we put in for those three species sheep, goat, or moose, and we can't put in for deer, elk, or any pronghorn. So. Um, Anyways, we're stuck with the unlimited or extra hunts, and we drew an unlimited antelope tag, archery only, and went up there in a new unit that we had not been to, and spent a couple days in there, did not see the amount of goats we were hoping for, I guess. Speed goats. There's a lot of private land there. Um, we love on X. Helps us figure out where we can hunt, where we shouldn't hunt. Um, it gives us names of the people so we can contact them and ask if we can hunt on their property. Um, sometimes finding ways to contact those farmers isn't always the easiest. We did make a couple contacts. They did um, tell us they'd prefer us not to hunt, which that's totally fine. So we weren't able to hunt a few of the antelope that we saw. But we didn't see a, a ton of antelope and we did see a lot of hunters just because it's an unlimited tag. So I guess that's the opportunity that we were afforded and and we did make a couple stocks. It was fun. So yeah, let me give you a little background here. Um, <clears throat> we just decided we want to make a podcast, uh, more or less a life journal. Maybe the kid will have some kids and want to tell his kids about what we did I don't know I think we live a somewhat eventful lifestyle um, and so we just wanted to make a audio journal essentially got a bunch of friends across the country California to New York Virginia West Virginia everywhere in between so try and keep uh, tabs on those guys and see how they're doing and likewise with us and just figured maybe a podcast would allow them to tune in and kind of see what we're up to. Um, we usually try and stay pretty busy throughout the year. We're always doing something, whether it's hunting right now or trapping, fishing, uh, I don't know, riding horses, mules. We do just a little bit of everything. So anyways, we thought we'd get something together here and hope you guys are interested enough to stick with us. But uh, yeah, like Lindsay said, we're just coming home off of an antelope hunt and uh, had a decent time up there. I actually can get a fill in our hunt details a little bit more right now. And um, yeah, Lindsay got a shot at one. That was pretty exciting, I guess. Yeah, uh, we seen four run across the road and went over a little ledge. So I walked out there to see how far they were going to run. Um, I saw that they had just bedded, well they weren't bedded, but they had stopped and held up just off that ridge. 
underneath some rocks and so we retreated and went back down the road and crawled out on them rocks um, and those antelope they they had a pretty close eye on us fortunately there was some people moving we believe it was horses we never really took the time to analyze the situation but it looked like some dude ranchers and they were hooting and hollering and clear across the canyon yeah making all sorts of noise so the mantelope kept turning and looking down the canyon which kept giving me a little bit of time to sneak in it took i didn't look at the clock but i'm guessing about an hour and a half of of slow slow moving i stayed up on top just to kind of glass i didn't think the two of us could get through the rocks sneaking up on them so i stayed up on top and glass as you went picking your way through the rocks down around and it was kind of kind of more difficult than it usually would be I, I tore my PCL about five weeks ago when I wrecked my dirt bike so I was kind of struggling but I took it slow and I got within 65 yards and I told myself you know 65 yards is a little more than I like to shoot my bow I, I love to bow hunt I've killed several things with my bow but I know what my limits are and I analyzed the situation and they were starting to, to walk away and starting to leave and I knew I couldn't get any closer and so I thought, you know, at the end of this hunt, are you going to be upset that you didn't at least try? And at home, I, I can shoot 70 yards. And so I thought, you know, I know I can do it. So I pulled back. I held right on where I wanted to and that, that goat, it just jumped right back as my arrow was coming at it and the arrow went right underneath of its neck. Um, so I guess people call that a jump the arrow. And sure enough, it, it's a real thing and your heart just kind of sinks. And I sat and I watched super close as they kind of trotted away. And then they came back a little like, whoa, what just happened? And it was, it was a clean miss, but it was a close clean miss. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, I didn't uh, see you shoot, but I heard, I kind of heard the twang, and then watched the, all four of them just explode out of there. They ran about full 30 yards, turned around, and kind of looked back to see what the heck went on, and watched them kind of trot, stop, trot, stop, all the way up to the top of the ridge, and yeah, clean miss for sure. So that was that group. Um, we hiked up the hill, and went uh man we probably went most of the day before we found any other antelope actually yeah yeah we we put on the miles for sure we put on the time behind the glasses um quite a bit of access in there so you could really drive the roads in glass and see most of it so yesterday was uh friday and we didn't really see too many people uh out and about until the evening started must have been everybody getting off of work but hills started filling up starting to see a few more side-by-side trucks coming in uh you made a play on two let's see it was uh two does and two fawns i guess we didn't see the fawns thought there was uh just four we could kind of see them a ways out thought there was four antelope but dropped you off i stayed in the truck drove down the road quite a ways to come in another way and I mean, we tried the white shirt, sneaking without the white shirt, all that kind of stuff. This unit, uh, way too many tags available for the amount of antelope there. I think we saw a total of, man, probably less than 20 
huntable antelope. Yeah. Um, and lots, lots of hunters. Uh, most of them road hunters just cruising around in their side by sides of their trucks. But um, man, these Some antelope of them are. Probably just headed to water to sit water, which is a, a good way to do it. I'm sure we were kind of doing the spot and stock thing, but. Yeah, the water just seemed like you'd be sitting all day with not much activity for the amount of antelope. I've hunted antelope quite a few different years with my bow, got shots at them. Um, man, for one reason or another, just missed by inches. But uh, this unit I was very discouraged with and uh, sitting on water and other units when you've got goats coming in, uh, I definitely think is a key to success. But I just had a really hard time wanting to commit to water on this hunt with the lack of antelope we'd seen, I guess. Well, and it was pretty hot. It was in the 90s and for us Idahoans, that's pretty hot. So uh, sitting water would have been hot. Uh, we had considered going up and putting up some blinds, you know, a few days before. Uh, we've just heard too many bad experiences of people having their blinds stole or tampered with, so we decided not to do that. But Yeah, hunt goes for another, what, for us, another weekend we could have hunt. Mm -hmm. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm actually probably thinking that we're done with that hunt. For me, anyways, I'd rather get some traps boiled or shooting our bows, getting ready for archery elk starts in uh, eight days from now, nine days. Yeah. So by the time you guys hear this podcast, we will actually be chasing elk and deer. Archery will open up uh, in our area. And uh, yeah, we'll be chasing that for the next month and uh, doing a little trapping in there and. So, back to the antelope hunt, we did put another stock on uh, four, four bucks today. We slept in the truck last night. It rained. We slept in the truck. Yeah, so we saw two, two bucks last night as we were coming out, and uh, man, they were getting with it. We were almost a mile away, stopped, and they, they took off. And every antelope in this place is just super skittish. They see a truck, and they're gone. Yeah. So... Uh, we saw those two, and then, yeah, we went down other side of the unit last night looking for maybe something else, a little more huntable, and uh, didn't see anything, and then decided let's go back up on top where we saw most of the activity. Yeah, so we went back up on top last night, decided we would just sleep in our truck up there. We, we sleep in our truck a lot when we go hunting just so we're there first thing in the morning um, don't have to set up camp take down camp it was raining pretty good so what we decided was we were just gonna we I mean we were gonna sleep in luxury this time we brought our memory foam bed rolls and sleeping bags and put the tunnel cover on the back of the Toyota and we were gonna sleep in the bed of the truck um, that's something we love to do especially like during elk season when it's not too not too cold at night but it was pouring down rain it gave us a beautiful lightning show so we slept in the truck till three o'clock this morning and then we decided it was pretty crammed and so we hopped out and made our bed in the bed of the truck and slept there and woke up and 
drove up the road just a little ways and Jason spotted four bucks out in the middle of a flat. Yeah, they were in that same flat those other two we saw last night took off, but they had us pegged at like 1,200 yards to stop the truck and they had us pegged already. So we decided that we'd drive up the road and try to come down a draw and stay where they couldn't see us until we could get pretty close to them. And we thought, you know, we'll just keep driving and they won't really catch on to anything. And so we kept driving and pretty soon Jason says, what the crap? And right behind us comes flying a four-wheeler with his bow on his back and he's booking it up the road and peels off and drives right through the flat where the antelope were. There's a road out there and I'm, I'm pretty sure he was probably just in a hurry to go sit water somewhere and so he probably didn't realize that he kind of messed up our our plans so we drove around and come in at a different angle where we thought we could maybe see where the men all ran to and we couldn't see so we got back on the road and drove kind of back where they were wondering and sure enough here they come back into that same flat so I hop out the truck and I start down what I figure was probably my best way to get down to them, down this draw. They had me pegged. I mean, antelope have incredible eyesight and I am probably not the best fluent mover. Anyway, so I tried and tried for a long time and I it just wasn't working. And then there was other people watching them and they got spooked. And so they uh, headed up out and over the ridge so I took off up over there looked as soon as I could start crossing over the ridge I see two people up on the skyline looking at them and they're standing up and moving around and the antelope see them so they take off back the other way at a dead run so I come off that ridge and run around the hill where they can't see me and crawl out on some rocks hoping oh I hope they just ran down this this uh, draw here and went under the rocks and I'm feeling like I'm like sheep hunting now and it it didn't pan out i seen them go down the draw they're in the bottom of the draw on a dead run and after that i think we both i well, think I mean, we both I just got kind of frustrated sitting up to up watching you this whole hunt and just truck after truck coming up the road glassing and, and we got to the truck went up the road a little bit and just saw a few more trucks and i think uh after that we kind of just got discouraged enough that we said this probably isn't gonna happen let's uh go do something else right well and honestly i mean i haven't really been getting a whole lot of activity in just with my my torn pcl and whatnot i'm sore i don't know if i'm gonna be able to roll out of bed in the morning like crawling around in the rocks yesterday and you're just you know you get moving halfway through position and the antelope see you so you're holding super still till you're just shaking and I'm I'm definitely definitely feeling it today and I uh, I was kind of the one out doing the stalking and, and trying to get up on the antelope because Jason's so nice that he just lets me kind of go out and do it um, I think one of the big reasons is because I am so close to achieving my top 10 North American animals and I actually still need an antelope which is kind of embarrassing to say so we were really trying to get me an antelope. Um, I have Wyoming points. I'll probably end up having to just draw a Wyoming tag and, and getting an antelope that way. But 
yeah, so I, he was super generous in letting me really trying to trying to put the stock on some of these antelope, but it was honestly it was like herding rabbits. It was crazy how wild they were. So yeah, yeah we we kind of thought, okay, well our time's pretty valuable. We only get so many days together where Jason's not having to work. We have a lot of things going on, so we decided maybe to do something else. Yeah, so uh, yeah, like she said. Part of the other reason doing this podcast is I just need a a uh, release. Actually, my job, different job, uh, something I never thought I'd be doing. Just a little stressful and a little more professional, and uh, so it's kind of nice just to let the hillbilly redneck loose and uh, just kind of talk and kind of let my mind go from work and talk about hunting and uh, kind of the things we like to do here. So. Anyways, yeah, on our days off, we like to definitely spend it together and uh, get out and do some of this stuff that we have to have a job for to, to pay for some of this stuff. So, um, it's big changes coming our way. We've, man, I've been a taxidermist for 22, 23 years now, and uh, Lindsay started taxidermy here a couple years ago doing dang good at it, but we just decided with uh, our jobs... Um, my job I work just uh, wanted to actually do some stuff on our own when we come home and uh, instead of having to take care of clients animals and uh, I still have a whole shed full of animals that I need to mount that I haven't done yet so uh, we're starting to clean out freezers just getting things caught up I'm not going to be taking anything in Lindsay said she's still going to do some rugs lots of bear rugs and cat rugs she, uh, she enjoys doing those. We'll still be doing rugs. But as far as everything else, I think we're done with taxidermy. Um, hounds. We have hounds, lion, bear dogs, and uh, starting to sell out of those. I think uh, kind of the same thing. Our winners for the, probably the last seven years have just been, probably ten years, I guess, since we've been together, have almost been exclusively spent chasing lions and then bears bear baiting all spring and whatnot and we just decided that we want to try the next chapter maybe and so selling dogs and uh gonna concentrate on just some other stuff man we went ice fishing this winter how fun was that it was amazing like where we live we live right right next to a lake it's bear lake and it's a pretty big lake and it don't freeze over all the time i think the last time that it actually froze over all the way that people felt confident enough to go fishing on it for more than maybe a day like if it's froze for like a day and then the wind picks up and it breaks and uh the last time that we could actually like drive our snowmobile out there and actually ice fish was when the first year me and you dated which has been 11 years ago and so last year when the lake froze over it was exciting it was a big deal so yeah like you say there's been there's been times that you can fish on it right so you can go to the east side and a couple guys will get a maybe four or five days a week in and some of it freezes over but it seems like it hasn't froze completely solid for like she said about 11 years but uh man this was nice this year got the sleds out four wheelers um you could have taken a car truck i know some people probably did but um man we really spent a ton of time fishing this last winter kind of put the dogs um on the back burner a little bit 
but man, it really was. Yeah, so. and so we can't just have dogs sitting on the chain while we're doing some other stuff, and so that's why we decided to sell them. It's not fair to them. And uh, anyway, so they'll definitely be doing what they need to do and want to do, and uh, somebody and can enjoy missed. them. And oh man, it's uh, yeah, it's heartbreaking to be honest with you, but um, I think it'll be better for everybody. So we're uh, excited to try something new. But man, ice fishing. Wow, that was fun. Oh, we were catching some big, some big fish out of the lake, and I think it got us liking fishing again. And we've spent so much time hunting and trapping, and and uh, now we're kind of got the itch to fish. So we used to always do the long line in the summer, in the fall. We'd go set some baits out and catch some decent sized fish. I used to do that all through high school and after high school, but got Lindsay into it and we used to enjoy that take the boat out a few hundred yards drop a line and um, I mean then we troll I caught a pretty decent Mac he was a little over 20 pounds yeah. in our little rowboat Thanksgiving day yeah. a couple years ago a few years ago actually but um, yeah I just haven't really fished we'll take a trip and go I don't know the gorge or somewhere up to the, some of the reservoirs fishing but it was nice to really just dive right into ice fishing wholeheartedly this winter and your dad came with us a couple times your brother and brother yeah. caught a dang nice fish it was like a little over 18 right at 18 and a half or something yeah that was pretty cool but uh yeah we caught a lot of fish sometimes we got out there and got skunked maybe but uh, Lindsay got me a little ice fishing house for anniversary maybe birthday yeah, Christmas, something, something. Christmas. <laughs> it's a little one a little tight for two people but it was fun to take the wind off of us and had a good time out there this winter take some hot dogs and hamburgers and the grill and grill on the ice that was that was a good time so don't know when it's gonna ice up again could be this year it could be another 10 years we don't know but anyways it was it was a good time missed that looking forward to getting in and doing some of that stuff again but what else we got on the i guess radar Lindsay? well so when we uh, called it quits on antelope hunting today, we what did we do? Yeah, we weren't uh, too far from where we have some cameras set up on some wolves uh, last some year. Wolf yeah. Last year we had a couple of wolves. There was about I think uh, three wolves that we had patterned and uh, figured out where they were at. So every 25 days they were making their loop back through, and we got some trail camera pics of them and that was pretty sweet a lot of grizzly pictures also yeah um so anyways we were trying to uh see if we could trap one of those uh i'm a big time trapper and got Lindsay into it and i'm not a professional by any means but i sure do like to we spend big time <laughs> a lot of time doing like to it. spend my money trapping and whatnot and uh, it's not like we're bloodthirsty or anything like that. It's just uh, we actually realize that you have to keep these predators in check, and it's all a management uh, game plan. So. So I don't think I've bought a deer tag for the last three years, um, just because. Our deer numbers are hurting. They've been hurting, and and honestly, nobody completely understands why. Some people say it's the lions, and I think the lion numbers probably hurt some years and and some people say it's the coyotes and some people say it's the hunters and some people say it's you know what 
yeah. winter or whatever it is. I don't know. It seems like nobody really actually knows. And we've been going at this for what, 20, 15, 20 years almost. I mean, I actually called the biologist Idaho Fishing Game, brought him down, had a you know meeting with some of the local guys in town, and we were able to change one of the units. It was an open hunt for deer into a draw, you know, bunch of controversy back and forth good idea bad idea i don't know but i mean we had to try something to see if we could save save our herds this area we're at is uh like world famous for mule deer at one time it was and anyways our deer have been hurting big time but yeah are we losing habitat are we overran with predators roadkill i mean there's all kinds of ideas theories why our deer numbers are hurting but uh they're definitely down from what they were. We're not seeing as big a bucks, as many big bucks. And uh, I guess I feel like there's only so much we can do. So I haven't bought a deer tag because I know I'm probably not going to have time to go deer hunting because we go coyote trapping instead. And it's not like we can't go get a deer. I mean, we could drive up and get us, you know, an antler deer, no problem at all. But I think uh, we're hunting for mature bucks. We want uh, some of the smaller ones to grow up, obviously. So... We uh, definitely have plenty of elk meat, and uh, so why not go and help out somebody else by thinning out the coyotes a little bit. So, anyways, we do that quite a bit. But uh, yeah, I decided that uh, maybe we could help out and trap some wolves. And so we uh, went up last year and picked a spot where we had seen some wolf tracks previous years while we were pine marten trapping and. Um, decided we would set up a camera, see if anything was passing through, and sure enough, like two weeks later, we checked the camera and had some wolves coming through. So we were able to pattern those, but by the time uh, we were legally able to trap that area, um, they'd, they'd moved on. And I guess you and your dad went up there to check the traps. And So yeah, it's on a 72-hour check here in Idaho. Uh, our traps are three hours away from our house. So it is a lot of gas and a lot of time to be checking them. So, but we were doing it. We were doing the deal, and uh, me and my dad decided we'd go up. My dad didn't feel comfortable with me just going by myself while Jason was at work, just because we got several grizzlies on our trail cameras, and so he just get, got a little nervous. What would happen if you know one of them grizzlies was walking down the trail and I come up on it or something, you know? And and of course that is something to worry about so uh we were feeling pretty confident though we were we were careful we we waited until the grizzlies and that's that's why the season doesn't open so until so late in the year is just because they want to make sure all the grizzlies have hibernated in their dens before you set out any traps so um anyway so me and dad are up there and we decided well you know it's gonna be a big snowstorm we're gonna have to haul the snowbills up next time. Um, maybe it's time to pull the traps. The wolves are probably gonna move to lower country once this big snowstorm hits. So um, I'm texting Jason saying, hey, are you sure it's okay if I pull these traps? And he's like, well, you know, if, if that's what you feel good about. And I'm thinking, oh man, I don't wanna pull them and then regret it. So I text him, tell me yes or tell me no. And while I was waiting, I decided, well, I'm going to walk out here to the end of, of our trap line. It was about half a mile and said, you know, let's just wait here a minute. And I was kind of be, being silly like I am. And 
told my dad, I'm gonna howl and see if I can get anything to answer. And so I howled, just, you know, with my throat in my hands and a whole bunch of coyotes lit up. And I thought, well, if there's a bunch of coyotes willing to talk, I wonder if the wolves are just not here. And so I howled again and sure enough, the coyotes were just going crazy. So I told dad, I says, while we're waiting for Jason to text, let's just sit over here off this little, off this little ridge in the sagebrush. And I says, I got my pistol and I bet if, if I can figure out how to do this distress call with just my throat and my hands, cause I didn't bring anything. I says, we might be able to call one of these coyotes in and shoot it. Cause I've had coyotes like literally run into me, step on me before while we've called them. So I sit down and I tell my dad that hold still about as good as a two year old. I told him, dad, hold still, we're gonna try this. So I, I start like, like a distress call and I'm not kidding only seconds after I stopped them wolves just lit up howling and they were close you could hear them in the timber behind us probably 150 yards away every hair on my body was on end it was the most amazing and lonely and eerie sound you said eerie it seems yeah. like a lot of people say eerie when they it's hear it's so wolves. eerie it's it, it it really is it just feels like empty it's so weird so I'm like oh my gosh dad the wolves are here and and I figured that they were they should be there you know and in fact I thought that they were going to be coming in later that day according to how we had had them kind of timed and so I really was hoping we could leave the traps there a little longer but the weather was going to change and I thought well we, originally we'd gone up to make sure that they were bedded good and you know and them wolves weren't going to be able to see anything on them and Anyway, so I knew that it, we were gonna be in there about the time the wolves should be coming through, but sure enough, I hear them. And so we just kind of left out without checking our last two traps, which is right where they were. And uh, we waited and waited and waited, and I could tell they were gone. So we came home. Well, you walked over there, you said. Yeah, to that yeah, I did, well, I did, traps. I did, I did walk over there walked over there see if one was in the trap you know maybe one was in the trap and that's why they were still there but there wasn't you can see where the tracks had walked literally probably 15 yards from our trap oh i bet it was closer than that actually yeah well so yeah so the next day me and dad left we left the traps there hoping they'd come back the next day me and jason go up and so jason could see what had happened so yeah anyways we get up there and there was a uh, two three inches of snow on the ground somewhat fresh but um yeah the wolves came over you could see their tracks they were walking across the open meadow uh, get really 40 50 yards maybe from the trap and that was about i mean just talk about worst timing in the entire universe you yeah. howled about that time you could see they walked right up to the traps i guess i would say they got probably about maybe 10 12 feet on the other side of the log from uh, one of the traps yeah and then it looks like uh, that's when you howled you could see him walk around the trap and kind of head over into a little opening and uh, just you could see the whole picture played out on that snow Where they and kind of like turn and milled around like, what what's going on you could see him stop you could see him kind of mill around just for a little bit it looked like they'd milled around for just a few minutes right there and then um 
yeah, they turned around and kind of beelined, really lined out straight away from you guys at that point. And uh, anyways, we followed their tracks for about three miles just on foot uh, and taking note of where they were going and just learning a lot about wolf, I guess, behavior, how they track uh, through the openings and uh, definitely a lot different than coyotes. So kind of the where they like to go with the lay of the land and it was informative yeah, for sure. It taught very, us. Yeah, very interesting. Definitely picked up some pointers for setting some traps next time and kind of how wolves behave. And um, Man, it's it's really interesting how they behave so much different than a coyote. But anyways, so yeah, that was the end of wolf trapping last year. 2021. And uh, so we went back up to set some cameras I guess in that same area um, a couple weeks ago just to see if anything was up in there this summer and uh, no pictures so this is like the third time we've checked it and we've got a couple black bear pictures some coyote fox but um, surprisingly which is really weird to me we don't have any grizzlies and last year we had a several we say five different grizzlies we, we had figured. a mom and two babies we had two, at least two big boars. Yeah, and uh, I think there might have been well, I, there was two like sets of mom up. and cubs. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think those two cubs were different size. Pictures, but anyways, quite a few grizzlies um, passing through that area. This, this time we have not seen a grizzly come through there. We did see a real nice black bear on the camera today. Yeah, walking and we by. were saying we haven't really been seeing fresh elk sign or moose sign. So, yeah. but last year we even looked today to see when we got our picture of our wolves. Yep. So didn't uh, get these pictures last year till October, middle of October. So definitely knew we were going to be in there a lot earlier this year. But just wanted to see what was in there. I don't know if the hunting pressure kind of pushes stuff into this area, um, or maybe nothing's in there this year. It's it's kind of interesting to see what's going to happen between now and October, how it's going to compare to last year, but not much activity in there, so... And maybe those wolves have <clears throat> moved on. Uh, maybe somebody else had harvested. My buddy uh, said they harvested three of them, actually. Same color as these ones. Pretty close. Probably within 15, 20 miles crow flies, so very good chance. Um... I have heard of a few guys seeing some same colored ones, different areas though that uh, are still around. So anyways, we'll see how the fall looks. But um, So nothing on our cameras, driving home and uh, we just got thinking that Lindsay's dad actually was telling us about a wolf he had seen a couple months ago when he was over in Wyoming. And uh, anyways, it's in a predator management area over there so it's considered the same as a coyote so we might go for a little ride tomorrow now we were just talking about um just to see if we could go set up a camera over there and see if there's any activity probably a needle in the haystack type of a deal but uh never know we thought we wouldn't get any pictures last year and we ended up patterning some and able to chase them so it is uh big goal for us to get a wolf we've always wanted one um that's another even bigger reason than us going fishing another big reason why we uh decided to part way with the hounds for now um 
just so we can focus on this because like I say it's three hours there three hours back just to check traps we definitely don't have a lot of wolves where we're at um, there will be one pass through they actually killed uh, one not too far last year but uh, man it's just one passing through so we don't have an established pack down here um, nothing like that so we actually have to drive quite a ways minimum of about three hours to get into any kind of pack and even these packs aren't really packed up I'm talking like three to four that we're finding or hearing about so um, definitely a lot of gas back and forth and uh, when trapping season comes and we've got to hit that uh, 72 hour check man it's a lot of a lot of driving so we can't do it very long can't keep that up for very long only a couple weeks but um, anyways it's sure fun to try it so we'll probably try again this year see what we can turn up but uh, definitely gonna be on the trap line this fall definitely gonna be doing some more fishing tons of uh, hunting we're trying something a little different um, we live in a valley and on the east side is one elk unit and on the west side is a different elk unit so we first started dating we hunted one side and then last year we hunted or I guess for the last Probably quite a few years six years six maybe seven years we hunted bears were over there. the opposite side yeah just bear baiting and running hounds we were on one side a little more than the other so this year we're trying uh trying to side we haven't hunted for quite a few years and so it'll be good to go up there and remember some of the honey holes and get into uh some elk on that side hopefully so should be fun chasing some elk this this winter so or this fall um yeah what else you got Lynn? oh i don't know i'm sure we could just talk and talk about <laughs> hunting fishing and trapping for oh teleberius but um we better save something for next time so yeah probably about all today but i mean like you say we're gonna go set another wolf baiting camera out tomorrow over wyoming we got to get everything ready for this elk hunt um yeah there's we've got a couple places we'd really like to drive to to call wolves um that's six or seven yeah, hours away we're gonna go take a loop or two up a little bit mid idaho i guess and uh some places we've seen some wolves before Lindsay actually missed a wolf up there dream color black people get buck fever Lindsay gets um, i don't get buck fever predator I fever killed a lot of stuff and not been too nervous but when it killed a lot of stuff uh, we're uh, idaho <laughs> record mountain goat archery <laughs> the new idaho record uh, archery mountain goat is uh, Lindsay right here so yeah. Anyways, that's so awesome. I don't get too nervous about a lot of things, but you put a coyote or a wolf out there, and I get pretty excited, so I did this wolf. Yeah, just uh, bouncing around, couldn't get a rest, up and down around. <laughs> anyways, um, I didn't even take a gun on this. We were mostly horn hunting, but anyways, she uh, had her gun, knew she was going to see a wolf, sure enough. Uh, <laughs> like, man, probably 60, like 70 yards color. when when it stood up from us in the grass and uh, walked its way out to about 200 and she missed but anyways um no that's cool yes we'll head up there and do that this year we'll keep you guys posted on something like that but uh definitely definitely a lot of things going still riding horses and Lindsay yeah. trains horses and she's got a couple of young 
young ones that she's starting and so she's always uh, riding horses keep you guys posted on that maybe and I picked up two mules came straight from uh, Kentucky one is a three-year-old and then one was 12 months just out a year when I got him so anyways um, they've been fun haven't put near as much time as we needed to on them but uh, Lindsay's actually been up packing salt on my mule and uh, well, I rolled him and rode him and packed salt on the horse but yeah he's been on up there and getting up in the thick nasty downfall we get into some crazy places with salt trying to get the cows spread out so her dad and uh, all their families ran cows up on the forest here just above the house so have to go through checking the cows every so often putting salt out for them and uh, anyway she she takes the horses this last time she took my mule and rode it up there and she's never been a mule person but she's uh the things you do happy husband happy <laughs> life i don't know who says this happy wife happy life it's happy husband happy life yeah well, i was uh, pretty excited she hopped on the mule and went for a spin on him so I've only been just around the, the round pen out in the corral, whatnot on him, so looking Mountain forward to, arena. yeah, I guess in the arena here and there on him, but we've been talking about going for a ride just uh, kind of over where I work. There's a reservoir that has some kokanee, and they run up the river there and um, up into kind of the creeks and spawn, and it's pretty neat to see those, so I think we're going to go for a ride over there in the next couple weeks and see those guys and check out that country i've been up in there a few times on mules and um anyways Lindsay's never been over there we'll go over there and i've had mules off and on but uh sold out for a couple years and now just uh got back into it with these guys and looking forward to having them as my new hunting buddies taking us up and packing some critters out so Anyways, driving through the canyon right now, just about home, looking up on the hills. It's the same canyon I drive home every night and usually see some deer and some elk. And got some moisture here. We had a little rainstorm come through here, it looks like. So, yeah, pretty appreciative of a little bit of rain. But anyways, guys, I sure appreciate you tuning in, checking us out. Um, if you like us, yeah, stay with us. We're going to have just a bunch more of just kind of what we've been doing. I think supposed to say if you like us like and subscribe or something like that yeah but we don't even know how to do that yeah this is the first yeah, one we, we got to figure out how to put all this together here to be honest with you so um yeah we're excited i think we've been talking about doing this for almost a year or two now and finally just said let's do it uh our kid don't know if he wants to continue hunting or not but uh anyways maybe someday down the road he'll be able to listen to these and check it out yeah anybody but uh i think mostly just for yeah friends family that uh can't text every weekend to get a hold of everybody just to tell them what we've been up to and um i think this will be a good way for them to kind of keep tabs on what we've been doing so anyways till next time guys thanks see ya